Hey everyone, uh, thanks for joining again today. Hope you're having a great day today. Uh, we are in Nehemiah chapter 13 today, heading down the home stretch of the book of Nehemiah. Uh, as we start this last chapter, we are going to see how dangerous compromise can be. It was dangerous then, it is still dangerous today. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So let's see how some bad compromises uh, came about so soon after the walls had been completed and dedicated. Let's read verses 1 through 14 of Nehemiah chapter 13. On that day, they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people. And it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever come into the assembly of God because they had not met the children of Israel with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. However, our God turned the curse into a blessing. So it was when they had heard the law that they separated all the mixed multitude from Israel. Now before this, Eliashib the priest, having authority over the storerooms of the house of our God, was allied with Tobiah, and he had prepared for him a large room where previously they had stored the grain offerings, the frankincense, the articles, the tithes of grain, the new wine and oil, which were commanded to be given to the Levites and singers and gatekeepers on the offerings of the priests. But during all of this, I was not in Jerusalem. For in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Then after certain days, I obtained leave from the king. I came to Jerusalem and discovered all the evil that Eliashib had done for Tobiah in preparing a room for him in the courts of the house of God. It grieved me bitterly. Therefore, I threw all the household goods of Tobiah out of the rooms. I commanded them to cleanse the rooms and I brought back into them the articles of the house of God with the grain offering and the frankincense. I also realized that the portion for the Levites had not been given them, for each of the Levites and the singers who did the work had gone back to his field. So I contended with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. All of Judah brought the tithe of the grain and the new wine and the oil to the storehouse. I appointed as treasurers over the storehouse. Shelemiah the priest, and Zadok the scribe, and of the Levites, Pediah. And next to them was Hanan, the son of Zakur, and the son of Madaniah, for they were considered faithful, and their task was to distribute to their brethren. Remember me, O my God, concerning this. Do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for its services. Now I want to start by looking at verse 4. Uh, verse 4, apparently the way it's written says it comes before verses 1 through 3. One of the priests, Eliashib, had authority over all the storerooms or the rooms in the house of God and was friends with Tobiah. Now remember, Tobiah had been one of the guys, uh, one of the enemies of God, who worked hard against Nehemiah in trying to keep him from building uh, the wall in the first place. Eliashib allowed him to use one of these large rooms in the house of God, rooms that were dedicated to something totally different. But they allowed, he, since he was friends with Tobiah, he let him use it. Well, 
Nehemiah wasn't there at that time. He had already gone back to work for the king as the cupbearer, but the king allows him to go and check it out and see how things are going. Well, when he gets there, he finds out things are not going so good. Um, you know, I remember a time, one time when a church uh, was sponsoring another church and the church that they were sponsoring was a, a church that spoke a foreign language. And uh, they didn't meet in the same building. So after about six or seven months, they went to check on this church that they were sponsoring and found out that church wasn't worshiping according to God at all. And so they didn't know, though, till they went to go back and check on it. So there needs to be some kind of a communication there. Uh, Nehemiah is upset at what's going on in Jerusalem. And now we go back to those first three verses he, where it says, you know, they were told not to have anything to do with these people and not to even allow them to come in and worship because they might compromise what they were doing and what they were teaching. And so he's grieved bitterly, the text says, and he tells Eliashib, throw those things of Tobias out of here and put the things back in there that are supposed to go in there. And so uh, once that is done, he goes and he confronts the leaders. And it's important, uh, he confronts them once in a why has the house of God been forsaken? Why has God's house been neglected? Why have you done this but neglected these other things? So he gathers them all together and he gets things back in order. He appoints treasurers. He appoints people over certain jobs, people that he knows will get things done, people that he knows that are faithful. Then as we have seen Nehemiah do throughout the entire book, he prays. Is it not still important today to know what is going on with the mission works the church is supporting? The church is a steward of God's monies and should be watchful of what is being done with them. Is it not still needed today to have faithful men overseeing the work of the church, checking on what's going on? Is it not still important to stay in constant communication with God? All those things are important. There are lessons we can learn from this text. Next time, we're going to see more of what Nehemiah did on his visit to Jerusalem. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time.